And now, ladies and gentlemen, from Knoxville, Tennessee, it's the Ed and Bob Show. Goodbye, 2020. Yes, good morning, but it's going to be adios to 2020 is what Ed and I are doing on this show today, the Ed and Bob Show. We're glad you're here. I'm Bob. He was Ed, and he's going to be coming back in just a moment. It's going to be an exciting, fast-paced 30 minutes or so, and I hope you'll stick with us as we talk about uh, the 2020 and, and kiss it goodbye as we head to 2021. But let's go out and see how my buddy Ed Brantley's doing. Well, thanks for asking, Bob. Ed's doing just fine. I'll tell you, I'm just hanging in there, happy to be alive and happy not to have coronavirus and be in a hospital. But I tell you, I can't watch the network news anymore. I just, I'm a news junkie, but I just can't watch it. So anyway, that's the way it's going with me. How's it going with you, Bob? Well, we're not doing too bad at the Thomas House hold here on uh, New Year's Eve as we say goodbye to 2020 and ring in 2021. You know, it's going to be a, a, a a, I guess what you'd say, a quiet New Year's Eve of sorts. Watch a little football, do a little eating, have a little uh, fun here at the house. I saw somebody online said, uh, gee, I don't know what I'm going to wear to the living room tonight to celebrate New Year's, and if I can't find something, I just won't go. And and that's about the way a lot of people are all over the world, not just in America, but all over the world. So, uh, but we're doing well. The dog, our pandemic dog, is growing uh, like crazy, like a weed, and uh, she is um, taking over the household pretty much. Uh, we have. Um, uh, still working from home. You know, there are a lot of people still working from home, but we're anxious. We're very anxious to see 2021 get here, the vaccine get here. I understand uh, it's arrived at a lot of places. So we're going to talk about that and a lot more during this half hour. Ed, how's everything at the Ed Brantley household? Well, Bob, all in all, things are good at the Brantley household. The dog's fine. The rent's paid. The sun is shining, and I'm a happy boy. We had snow on Christmas. Wow! I haven't seen snow on Christmas, and I can't tell you how long. And my daughter from from uh, Hilton Head was here Christmas with her son, and he's never seen snow before. What about that? Of course, he's about 18 to 16 years old. I'm sorry. But he hadn't been in the snow before, so he got in the snow and had a lot of fun with the dogs and all of that. So that was pretty cool. So things are all right, except... Down in Birmingham, where my daughter lives, that you know, she, she's had coronavirus. I think her husband brought it home from his father, and and now the baby is sick. So we're a little worried about that. But I tell you, I it's it's uh, <laughs> it's something else. It's just something else. I tell you, that just leads me right into this, Bob. Let's get the latest numbers on the coronavirus. Okay. Okay. We'll look at this, you know, and then uh, again, we're going to be talking more about 2021 and uh, what happened during the year. But right now, we we can't go on without talking about the coronavirus numbers. Uh, so let's give it to you in. Um, 
the world, 82 million cases, uh, 46 million people have recovered. There's been 1.79 million people die from the coronavirus. In the U.S., 19 and a half million cases. Uh, there's been 339,000 people die. You remember when um, Trump did all those uh, press conferences and, and we thought it was going to be like 60 was the predictions and, and, and people said, I'll never get to 200 or 300. We're sitting at 339. Now, this is the end of the year. And those predictions back during the press conferences were uh, up until August. I understand that. So we have added on September, October, November, and December. Uh, But uh, it is what it is. Here in Tennessee, 558,000 people have gotten the coronavirus. Uh, 600, I'm sorry, 6,647 people have died in Tennessee. Here in Knox County, where Ed and I live, 32,699 people have gotten the coronavirus. God, that's just in a county of what? 500,000 people. Uh, There's been 312 deaths, and Knox County has become the fastest growing place for infections of the coronavirus per capita in the United States. So that's scary. So wear that mask. Be careful. Don't don't start thinking that you're bulletproof, okay? Uh, Pfizer vaccine is out. I know some people have had the vaccine. The first shot's a two-shot thing. You take one, then about 30 days, you get the second one. The other one is Moderna. It's just gotten out. It is 95% plus effective, and uh, it is starting to get into places. I saw we're in uh, Knox County. It's this weekend. You can go to the Expo Center, and the first 500 people, 75 years of age and older, first 500 get the shot. So, and I guess that means they automatically get the follow-up shot as well. But this thing has been, um, it's been a, a, a terrible thing that's hit the world, this thing, and it started in China. Uh, and, and let me say something. If you think, that you're too big and strong for this to affect you. I've got a friend. He's about 45 years old. He is a very big, stocky, healthy, physical guy, okay? Well, he got the coronavirus. He got it. And then he got the COVID pneumonia in both lungs. It had him gasping for breath. He was in the hospital for weeks. Uh, on a ventilator, uh, they they took him a long time to get his oxygen back up, but it was scary, scary for him to be gasping for breath for a guy that you would never think something like this could bother him. So if you think you're too big, strong, young, whatever, I got news for you. It can change in a heartbeat. Uh, he was able to get out of Park West Hospital on, on Christmas Eve, uh, but it was scary. And don't you be that person. And, and keep in mind, don't don't be the person that makes somebody older ill by spreading it because an, an elderly person would not be able to fight off the way he did. And he was gasping. My hope is this vaccines, if we, we get them out there, we need about 70, 80, 90 percent of the people in the U.S. to get this vaccine so we can get back to normal by the end of this year. It'll take a while. 
You got Pfizer and Moderna out there. Johnson and Johnson is going to be a one-shot thing. Pfizer and Moderna are two shots. You take a shot and then take another one about 30 days later. Johnson and Johnson will be one shot. And they're all three reported to be 95% effective. And you know, when you think about it, the fact that they got this these vaccines ready in the time they did is almost unheard of. Normally it takes, you know, four or five years to get a vaccine. But the way they've done this, my hat's off to Trump and everybody he got off their ass and got them uh, getting this vaccine into gear. Uh, let's get it, get shots done. Let's start taking care of these people. And I saw Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida. Somebody asked me, have you had your shot yet, governor, as an elected official? And he said, yeah, I'm an elected official. He said, la-di-da. He said, I don't, I'm 45. I don't need a shot right now. I'll take it when it's my turn. But he said, right now, we got to get the elderly people and the people on the front lines a shot and get this done. I'll be not getting a shot just because I'm an elected official. Hats off to him. Let's take care of these elderly people and the people on the front lines. Get them these shots. Let's move forward. Ed, your thoughts on all of this? Bob, I'll tell you what's scary that Knox County and Knoxville is the fastest growing infections per capita in the nation. I mean, it's, you know, and, and all those people who said, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. Of course, they're st- probably still not wearing a mask. And there's no mask mandate for the state of Tennessee. And I don't understand that. I do wear a mask, but I don't go out very often. But it's, uh, you know, they're total case, total cases here in Knox County, 32,000 plus, and then the deaths, 312, which is a lot less than the other parts of the country. So all in all, I guess we're a lot better off, you know, that's for sure. But it is, uh, it's an extremely serious time, and I understand that things are not going to get better, they're going to get worse. So I don't know where we go from here, but it, uh good thing is my wife got her shot, or she's getting her shot this afternoon. And it's the uh, first. It's the first shot, I guess. So that yeah. So the, she's going to get first of two shots today. And I understand that there's a surplus of the of the serum here in Knox County, because evidently when they set this up, they didn't get people didn't get people lined up to take the shots. So you know now they're giving them to cops and nurses and all of that when they really ought to be at the nursing homes giving them to them. But they're not doing that. So I don't know. It that's nuts. It's just nuts, that's for sure. So we'll see. I'm interested in seeing how she reacts to the shot. And then whenever I get the opportunity, I'm definitely going to take a, take a shot too. So uh, we got to get going here before things get much worse, that's for sure. Well, what's the latest on the presidential race? Is there a race at all? Well, the latest on the presidential election, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's over. And then other people say there's a lot of people in the United States that believe it was a rigged election. And I've said it over and over and over and over again. We need it. Uh, we need to make sure that every election is fair and we need to have a really good independent study of whether or not this one was or not. And then uh, that's for everybody, not just for Republicans, for everybody. Everybody deserves to have make sure it's a fair election. That's what, that's what makes our country great. I saw where Pence said that um, he said that the winner for the presidential election has not been determined. Uh, his quote was, as our election contests continue here in Georgia and in courts across the country, he said, I'll make you a promise. 
He said, we're going to keep fighting until every legal vote is counted. We're going to keep fighting until every illegal vote is thrown out. And that's what Vice President Pence said. The, um, there's 583 electoral votes. They have been cast. They're going to be counted by Congress January 6th. So that's next uh, Wednesday. And then if it goes to the Supreme Court, I saw where there, uh, there are representatives and senators that are um, objecting to the electoral college vote. So I don't, you know, Trump's only hope is it goes to the Supreme Court, I guess. And this Georgia thing for these two Senate seats, that, that could decide and swing the Senate. Now, the vote for that is going to be on the 5th, next Tuesday. So I guess Wednesday, supposedly, we'll know. But, I mean, I heard that some people were going to Georgia just to vote, even though they didn't live there. How in the hell can they do that? I mean, and, and, and is this what's been going on in other elections? I, it just boggles the brain. Uh, but those two Senate seats will decide the balance of the Senate. Um Republicans, I think, only have to win one to keep majority in the Senate. But if they lose both of those, it completely changes. So it'll be interesting how that all plays out. Uh, Ed, what's your take on all this uh, presidential politics and election? Well, (laughs) you know, Pence is a good guy. He he really is a good guy to kind of be quiet around President Donald Trump. He doesn't he doesn't jump in in front of him and things like that. But you know, Trump saying the race is rigged. I would say that all elections have improprieties, all of them. So if you know, and this one's no different. But he said he continues to say the winner has not been determined and and all that. Uh, and in Georgia, you know, they got that that runoff between all those candidates. And I'm not sure that's legal. The votes there would be legal. But it it it's the best we can do, I would say. Best we can do. But, you know, I have trouble with what Trump says sometimes. And you've heard me say this before. You know, weeks ago, he said the coronavirus was just a it was nothing. It was just a made-up thing to stop the Republicans from winning the election. Well, they didn't win the election, and it's still here, and there's hundreds of people dying. And so I don't know where he gets that. I think he just says things to try to screw things up. But uh, anyway, there, uh, January the 6th today, all the electors will be counted, and we'll get on with it, and we'll see what the next next administration has for us. I don't think Trump has a chance of getting anything uh, in the Supreme Court or anywhere else. I think it's over with. It'll be interesting to see, though, how he handles it on swearing-in day, whether he's uh, nice to Biden or not. I'm, I'm interested in that, whether he whether he really goes over and shakes his hand, helps him out, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if he helps him through the White House. I, you know, that's Spending four years in a White House and a limousine and a, your own a famous jet like Air Force One, that's hard to give up. Yes, it is. It's hard to give up. And all these thousands of people that come to his rallies, that's hard to give up. So I don't know what Trump's going to do, but I know one thing. I don't think he's going to be president after January the 6th, that's for sure. So, uh, well, maybe not for sure, but that's what I'm thinking anyway. When they, uh, All the electors will be... Their votes will be counted at the Electoral College, formalizing the uh, presidential elections. So there you go. And then they'll be sent on. So the Electoral College is the last chance for Trump to uh, challenge anything. And I don't, 
I don't see what they can challenge, to be honest with you. I haven't, you know, they said that there was a lot of uh, fraud. I haven't seen it. I don't see any proof of a lot of fraud. There's some little fraud, but all elections have some fraud, you know. But I haven't seen any proof of any widespread fraud. Maybe I'm just missing it, but at any rate, that's... uh, I think uh, I think Mr. Trump will have to. It'll be interesting to see though if he goes out a winner or goes out whining. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, and also, I'm looking forward to what's going on in the in in uh, this year, this past year. You know, that's kind of what this show's about. So we'll do that, and uh, we'll we'll see how what happens here over the electoral college and on the first of the year with Trump and Biden and other things. So, Bob. Your top stories? Okay, Ed, now what this show is really all about, looking back on 2020 and uh, things that happened in 2020, uh, the top stories, the people that made the difference, the people that we lost, top stories have got to be coronavirus. I remember about February hearing more and more about this, and then all of a sudden, uh, March, the country starts shutting down, and by June or July, we're all scared to death. Um, people dying, people getting this. So the coronavirus is the number one story of 2020 and continues into 2021. The presidential race, of course, was uh, big as well. And uh, you have to go back to early um, 2020, the impeachment of of President Trump. Uh, March 9th, the stock crash, biggest biggest loss in the stock market in history, March 9th of 2020. Uh, how about the explosion in Beirut, where all that uh, big explosion down near the um, the port there, it was an accident, not something that happened. It was stupid mistakes by people, but about 200 people were killed. And then remember the murder hornets have come to the U.S.? That was uh, another big story. Um, but, you know, once March got here, all the... Big things just kind of went away because the coronavirus affected everything, and people died. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant died. That was before the coronavirus really uh, took effect in that helicopter crash there in Los Angeles with his daughter. We lost a great friend of mine, Coach Johnny Majors. If there has ever been, he's without a doubt, the biggest legend in the University of Tennessee sports ever. Uh, and uh, we lost a great one there. Coach Majors, one of the greatest players ever at the University of Tennessee, and uh, also uh, a great friend of mine. So we will miss Coach Majors, and we lost him in 2020. And somebody that my um, my mom and uh, – uh, we'll miss greatly Alex Trebek from watching Jeopardy. And, uh, you know, what a popular, popular person he's been. What a f- courageous fight he had against um, uh, his cancer. And it was just uh, tough to hear that he has passed. Uh, other people we lost, uh, I, Chadwick Bozeman died, and he was in a movie I saw. It was called The... Um, uh, get on up. It was the story of uh, James Brown. And boy, what a great job he did. He was also in Black Panther and a lot of other shows. Uh, Kirk Douglas died at 103 in 2020. 
as well as um, Sean Connery. I saw where Don Wells, who died just yesterday or the day before, uh, she was Mary Ann on Gilligan's Island. Um, other people that uh, we lost in 2020. I was trying to think. Uh, little Richard. Uh, little Richard died. You know, when I lived in Los Angeles, Little Richard lived in the Hyatt Regency Hotel on the Sunset Boulevard. That's where he lived. And he may have died there. I don't know if that's where he uh, lived when he died. Uh, but uh, he um, had passed on in 2020. And uh, but anyway, we lost a lot of people. We lost a lot of people to the coronavirus as well. Uh, you know, we talked about that earlier in this show. Uh, people that you know, I, I realized that a lot of people had extenuating circumstances. A lot of them were elderly, nursing homes, things like that. But nonetheless, if they died a day sooner than they would have, they died too soon. Uh, and you know, in the United States. 339,000 people we lost in 2020 to the coronavirus. So that's some people right there that we lost in 2020. That makes it sad. I, you know, 2020, it was really a year where it, it shook you up. You never thought a pandemic could come along. Only one person do I know that ever told me we could have a pandemic. And when he told me that, I told him he was crazy. In my lifetime, I've seen a lot of things, um, wars and things like that. Uh, World War II was pretty much over by the time I was, you know, grown up to be a normal, uh, you know, adult that could realize what was going on. But you know, I think that this pandemic really. You didn't know what to expect. I mean, every day, you know, am I going to get this? Am I going to die from it? Or or, is my mom going to die from it? Are my friends going to die from it? You did not know what to expect because you had never lived through anything like that. I mean, it's like the plague you hear about, you know, when your history books in school when you're a kid, the Black Plague, it went through Europe. uh, or, Or all these various things, you know, back in the 17, 1800s. But for you to sit here in 2020, the year 2020, when we think we've got the greatest medicine known to man, and this couldn't possibly happen or be spread around the world, that we had a pandemic that set the world on its ear. It, and you didn't know what to expect, and you didn't know if you were safe or if you would survive it. Every person in the world, that's just an amazing, horrific thing. And I hope we never experience it again once we get rid of this. I hope my children, grandchildren, and and the rest there will come on later on never experience this because it, it was awful. It is awful. It still is awful. So 2020 will be a year that I'll look back on and think, God, I don't want to ever go through that again, and I'm glad you're gone. And I hope this does not stretch into 2021. I don't want 2020 and 2021 to be carbon copies. Uh, I hope we can get rid of this and move on and have a great 2021 and, and move forward and uh, be safe and secure and healthy 
And uh, I look forward to that happening. All right, Ed, (laughs) your take on the year 2020. Top stories for 2020? Well, I I think that um, one of the top stories in my heart would be the fact that we've not been able to go over to Neyland Stadium and sit there with thousands of our friends and cheer a football game. Now, granted, this wasn't much of a year to cheer a football game because our coach, Jeremy Pruitt, sucks. I mean, he's got to be the worst football coach in major college football. And I don't get it. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, you know, we got a lot of other things going on. Uh, The presidential race, of course, and we talked about that. The coronavirus has got to be the biggest news for the year. The Black Lives Matter, that just came out of nowhere because of the riots. When the riots started, they started turning that around. And, And now, you know, the city of Knoxville is wanting to City Council is wanting to give money to uh, those the black people who were moved out of uh, uh, around the Knoxville Civic Coliseum back during the when they took those homes away. So uh, some of the people we lost last year: Johnny Majors, you know, Alex Trubeck, Kobe Bryant, and uh, also there was another one here. Where is that? Um, one of the girls on. One of the girls on uh, Gilligan's Island died to Mary Ann. She just died recently. But we lost a lot of people, and there's a lot of people being, you know, killed because of this virus. Some of them quite young, too. So the, a lot of the, the Hollywood's golden age left us. Living de Havilland, 104 years old, yeah, and um, Gone with the Wind in movies. Kelly Preston, mm-hmm. Wilford Brimley, remember him? Sean Connery, ooh, boy, my wife loved that guy. Rhonda and Technicolor, uh, let's see. We got uh, several filmmakers today that died, too. Television stars include uh, Robert, what was his name, Robert? The guy on uh, Wild Wild West, uh, Fred Willard, <laughs> Carl Reiner. Yeah, there was a lot of them. And Phyllis Reven, a longtime talk show host. So, country music megastar Kenny Rogers died. Bill Withers died the same day, and uh, also Charlie Daniels. I see. Oh, you know, on on uh, I see on the internet somebody's keeping his legacy alive because they're doing the same tweets and same uh, things that he did when he was on there too. Helen Reddy, you know, I'm woman, and Eddie Van Halen one of the best guitar players in the whole wide world. So uh, he died also. After buy his record, Little Richard, that flamboyant rock and roll pioneer, he was 87 years old. Now, obviously, he wasn't big on drugs, because if you can live to be 87 and doing drugs, you're really doing something then, right? Anyway, that. Uh, <laughs> any others out there? Okay, Bob, you got other items that we ought to talk about about 2020? Other news? Yeah, I got a little bit. With all this $600 stimulus check, I want to hear what your comments are on it. Uh, you know, what didn't we get 2000 or 2500 before for everybody in America? And now we got 600 and they tie to this thing. Crazy stuff. Well, what was I saw? A gender uh, gender awareness money for the people of Pakistan to study their gender. Now, okay, listen. Really? You got to have that in a stimulus package 
for the people of the United States. So you're going to give money from the taxpayers to Pakistan to help them study gender. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But that's so, that's so Congress. Tying it to it. God. And it and it was a Democratic thing. So, sorry. I'm just a little bit over that. Uh, other news. I saw something in the news. Uh, B-52s are flying over the Persian Gulf as we record this. As complex attacks from Iran are feared. Two American B-52 bombers flew nonstop 30-plus hours from the United States to the Middle East to send a fresh warning to Iran. As a senior military official said, new warnings have been detected, a sign that potential complex attacks against Americans are brewing as the one-year anniversary of the U.S. killing of Iran's most powerful gener- general excuse me, looms. You know, um, that's going on. Um, And uh, then we've got New Year's Eve here where it's going to be the strangest New Year's Eve you've ever had in your entire life. You'll be at home and you're probably going to bed early. Uh, So um, I guess that's about all I've got about this. Ed, what have you got uh, on your list of other news? Well, some things in other news. Uh, The stimulus check, it looks like it's it's been voted on at $600 and that's passed. But I think it's going to go to $2,000 and that's what Trump wants. And I hope it's a separate thing because that bill has a lot of other stuff tied into it, you know, that just doesn't make any sense. Millions and millions of dollars going to overseas governments and uh, things that really doesn't matter to Americans at all. And Bob's right. It's just crap. Uh, but the stimulus checks, I think, will help. And now the $600 won't help because most people's rent is near $600, so they couldn't even pay the first month's rent. So uh, that would be tough. And also, the you know, I was looking back at 2020, and on March 9th, the stock market crashed. You wouldn't know that now. I mean, the Dow Jones is above 30000 and it's just rolling right on ahead. So, you know, that's how quickly things change. And it's just, you know, now New Year's Eve is going to be a different story around here because I think most of the clubs can't stay open all night and they can't stay open late. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if uh, if uh, Cotton Eye Joe's going to be able to stay open late. That'll be interesting to find out. But, you you know, you want to stay open until midnight because that's when you kiss your girlfriend and ring in the new year. And I don't think they're going to even be doing it on television. So I think this year, for New Year's, I'll be staying home and uh, staying safe or as safe as I can. And uh, we'll have a happy New Year and get through it next year. But, um, you know, a lot of people on New Year's Eve, they go out and eat if you can get a reservation somewhere. I'm not going to even do that. I think Mrs. Brantley is going to have to cook. So we'll see what happens there. I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway, Bob, I wish you a happy new year. We've had a lot of fun this year. I don't get to see you much face-to-face. But um, speaking face-to-face, the other day, Lewis Cosby called me. And remember him from WNOX? He, and uh, he was he was a candidate for mayor at one time. He He asked if I was interested in getting back in politics. And you know what I told him, right? No. So... We'll watch uh, County Commission this year and see if they can keep it together and 
the county mayors and the city mayor. Bob, thank you, buddy. Happy New Year. Tell that lovely wife of yours, Happy New Year, too. See you, buddy. Thank you, Ed. Love you, brother. I hope to see you very soon. I wish you would run for something. I think you would be great. You're one of the most knowledgeable, uh, idea people I've ever met in my entire life, and you would be incredible. You do an incredible job at any elected position, and people would be better for having you there because you're a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of guy, and you have great ideas. Just like Coats for the Cold is something everybody hears about. Ed Brantley's the one that came up with that. Um, and one of the hardest working men I've ever known in my life. So, brother, I hope you have a wonderful, happy new year, you and your family, uh, Linda and, and all of them. And I hope your um, kids there in Birmingham uh, get better, your family there. Uh, if you want to contact Ed and I, you can write us an email at edandbob at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, at Ed Brantley, I mean, at Ed and Bob Knox. You can also um, follow us on Instagram at Ed and Bob Knox, at Bob Thomas Knox. And when I say Knox, it's K N O X. And uh, let's see, also Facebook. Yeah, we're right there. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, go in there. You can leave us a message, send us a message. And people often do that, and we appreciate that. You're very kind. We get a lot of great comments. Uh, but please contact us if you want to uh, share something with us, and we'll pass it along to people. We do that all the time. So have a happy new year. Stay safe. Take care of your family. Take care of those elderly people that are shut in and home or in nursing homes because they cannot get out because of the coronavirus. Write them notes, send them letters, call them, email them. Uh, if you can go by and visit them through the windows, or if you can sit on somebody's front porch with them or in the yard, uh, but see people and wear those masks. I don't, uh, you know, wear the mask. Um, let's make sure you don't spread it to some elderly person that ends their life. Uh, and don't think you're bulletproof. Remember the story I told you about a friend of mine. Uh, but we look forward to 2021 with anticipation. Uh, 2020 can kiss my butt. It's been a, a an awful year, and then sometimes a great year seeing medicine come together to kick this thing and get rid of it and the vaccines moving forward. Medicine moving at the, the speed of light is amazing of what can be done if people, if you know, if you really put, if we put as much money into medicine and cures as we do sending stupid things like studying the gender of people in Pakistan, we cure a lot of cancers and a lot of diseases. Folks, have a wonderful New Year's, New Year's Eve. Stay safe, take care of your family and friends, and we'll see you in 2021 from the Ed and Bob Show. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. 
like the fellas said.